Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host, and the website can be found at www.scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives and uh, the devotionals. Uh, I've been writing blog posts for each of the, well, they're really their devotionals as well, but if you go to the website and you click on the blog tab, you'll find uh, all the devotionals that go along with this year's uh, prophets portion that we're following along with. Um, those also get emailed out to those who are on the email list. Um, so please consider doing uh, getting on that list, especially right now with all the censorship and all that's going on. It may be, it may come to be when that's the only way to get stuff out to people. Um, and unfortunately, it's looking more and more like that day is drawing more near every moment. Uh, so please consider getting on the email list. And then last thing, you know, this, you know, when times get uh, difficult and scary and uncertain, that's when work like this is the most important. And people who are, are sharing the gospel and sharing the truth and doing those things and putting themselves at great risk, um, that's when it's most needed, yet that's when the support goes down the most. Um, you guys have always been very kind, very generous, and I'm super grateful for all of you who are Patreon subscribers who send things through the mail and PayPal and help me make this happen for the last going on seven years. Um, couldn't do it without you. Uh, but, but if you would consider supporting this work, you can go no, go to the Donate and Support tab at the top. And uh, that's how you can pick and choose uh, what way you can support. And if that's not something you're able to do or willing to do, uh, prayer is extraordinarily important and much coveted. So please consider uh, speaking to God on on the behalf of the podcast and this work that's being done here. Today, we are looking at, uh, we're, we're continuing our study uh, in the Gospel according to Luke. We're ready for chapter 18. And there's several... Uh, parables and, and stories and lessons here. We have uh, the parable of uh, this woman who uh, just, she was relentless in her pursuit of justice with the judge. And it's a great parallel about faith and never stopping to come, never, never giving up on coming to God day after day. Uh, asking for his assistance and, and it's a picture of faith. Um, and we also have the story of the the rich young ruler who was unable to let go of his wealth. A very tragic story, really. Um, a story many of us could be living right now and just not being aware of it. Um, so uh, let's open up our hearts and let's dig into this. We're going to be reading from the King James Bible. Uh, Luke chapter 18, I've got full video going this morning, Lord willing, trying to do more of this, uh, we're trying to up the scale of, of the podcast um, and the quality, I pray that it, that it works out and that you're enjoying it. I've rambled on long enough, let's get into our reading for today, Luke chapter 18, King James Bible, let's begin, verse 1. He spake a parable unto them, to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. 
And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterwards he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him? Though he bear long with them, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Let's stop there and think about this for a minute. It's about this woman's perseverance in the faith, really. Day after day, she came to the judge, believing that if she, if she just didn't give up, if she kept coming to him, that he would avenge her. And Jesus is saying, look, if this unjust judge, who feared not God, nor had any regard for man at all, was willing to avenge her, how much more will God avenge those who cry out to him day and night? Though he bear long with them, right? Though it seems like it takes forever. Like you pray and you pray and you pray and nothing happens and nothing happens. We can be tempted to lose faith and to say, I guess God's just not going to come through. Jesus is saying, no, 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 that's the opposite. He may bear long with you, but he will avenge you. Nevertheless, and he asks this question, when the Son of Man cometh, will he find any faith in the earth? I've been talking about faith a lot lately in the face of what's happening in our country here in the United States of America and really uh, whether people realize it or not, these things have an impact on the entire earth. You know, yes, the United States is only 5% of the population, but unfortunately for the rest of the earth, what happens here has a direct impact on what happens everywhere. Um, because of the global economy being stuck to the dollar and, and all that. I'm not going to get into all that right now because it's going to get me sidetracked. But we might be looking at this and we see this dark winter approaching, right? We must not be tempted to lose faith and to say, well, I guess my prayers don't matter and cease to pray and cease to gather with people, like-minded people who love Christ. This seems to be the response and the feeling, and I even see it within myself sometimes, but we, are, we need to be doing the opposite. We need to be like this widow here and pray, pray all the more, seek his face all the more and believe all the more. Let's continue on. Verse 9. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Okay. He's getting ready to tell a story to the Pharisees. Or he says to people around him who were trusting in their own ability. Okay. Listen to me, friends. If you're trusting in yourself and your own righteousness in any way, this is very, very dangerous. Let's continue. Here's the parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray. The one a Pharisee and the other a publican, or tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even this publican. I fast twice in the week. 
I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humble himself shall be exalted. Jesus is saying, look, you have this Pharisee who was righteous in his own eyes, right? He was obedient to all these things. He fasted twice a week, right? He gave tithes of all he had. He, he wasn't an adulterer. He's, he said, I'm glad I'm not like this publican over here, right? Just no humility at all. He was exalting himself before God. Whereas the publican knew, he knew that without God's grace and mercy, he was, he was not going to make it. And so he's beating his chest. He's saying, forgive me, a sinner. This is the humility that we are to bring before God every morning. Forgive me, a sinner, Lord. I'm thankful that your mercies are new every morning. I'm not thankful that I'm this or that. I'm thankful that you are good that you are merciful and that you are long-suffering and that you are forgiving and slow to anger. That's where we put our thanks is in God, not in our flesh, not in what we have accomplished. Verse 15. And they brought unto him also infants, that he would touch them. But when his disciples saw it, they rebuked him. But Jesus called them unto him and he said, Suffer the little children to come to me and forbid them not. For of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the king shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no wise there enter therein. Now, here we are at verse eighteen, which is dealing with the ruler, the rich young ruler. And a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good master, what shall I do unto inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? None is good, save one that is God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother. And he said, All of these I have kept from my youth up. Now when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, Yet lackest thou one thing. Sell all that thou hast, and distribute unto the poor. And thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. And when he heard this, he was very sorrowful, for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, he said, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through the needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they that heard it said, Who then can be saved? And he said, The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Then Peter said, Lo, we have left all we have to follow thee. And he said to them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, There is no man that have left house, or parents, or brethren, or wife, or children for the kingdom of God's sake, who shall not receive manifold more in this present time, and in the world to come, life everlasting. He had this rich young ruler, he wanted to be saved. He wanted to follow Jesus. I talk about in my book 
the end of days, the 30-day devotional, I speak often about the fact that your actions matter and that following Christ will cost you something. I was talking about this a lot on the podcast. It's going to cost you something. In fact, it's going to cost you everything. Jesus talks about how you have to forsake everything. Take up your cross daily. Die to yourself every day and take up your cross and follow him. It's very, very difficult. And many of us may read this and, and, and not connect with this rich young ruler, but we would be deceiving ourselves. Especially if you have everything that you need. And you have an abundance of distractions and toys. Would you be willing to part with everything you own? If it was so asked of you. Maybe there's something else in your life. Maybe you have another passion, right? Or desire. And look, passions and hobbies and things are not bad. As long as they don't have more grab on you than, say, the kingdom of God. If you're not willing to let it go for Christ, if that be necessary, then you're in a very, very dangerous spot. Let me read you the commentary from Matthew Henry on uh, this rich young ruler. He says, Many have a great deal in them, very commendable, yet perish for lack of some one thing. That's a, that's a scary statement. So this ruler could not bear Christ's terms, which would part between him and his estate. Many who are loath to leave Christ yet do leave him. After a long struggle between their convictions and their corruptions, their corruptions carry the day. Hmm. Let me read that line again. After a long struggle between their convictions and their corruptions, the corruptions carry the day. Maybe we should look inside ourselves and say, what are our corruptions? Are they carrying the day, or is my faith in Jesus carrying the day? Am I spending more time thinking about my corruptions? Am I unable to, to pull away from them? Am I trying to have both? They are very sorry that they cannot serve both, he says. But if one must be quitted, it shall be their God, not their worldly gain. Their boasted obedience will be found mere outside show. The love of the world in some form or other lies at the root. Men are apt to speak too much of what they have left and lost. Of what they have done and suffered for Christ as Peter did. But we should rather be ashamed that there has been any regret or difficulty in doing it. You know, the rich young ruler boasted about his walk. Kind of like the Pharisee did. You know, the Pharisee said, I'm thankful I'm not like this guy and that guy. Well, in the same way, Jesus told the rich young ruler, Hey, you know what the scriptures say. Obey the commandments, right? And the rich young ruler's like, Yep, I've done all this since my youth. And Jesus calls him on the one thing. Yes, it may only be one thing. But at that one thing is what's separating the young ruler from God. And he was unwilling to part for it. He, he was unwilling. He'd rather have his gain, his worldly gain, than to abandon it for eternal life. 
Let that sink into your hearts, my friends. Let's finish up this study for this morning. We got, looks like, ten verses. And then he said, The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. And then Peter said, Lo, we have left and followed thee. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, or parents, or brethren, or wife, or children, for the kingdom of God's sake, who shall not receive manifold more in this present time and in the world to come life everlasting. Then he took unto him the twelve, and he said to them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man shall be accomplished. For he shall be delivered unto the Gentiles, and shall be mocked, and spitefully entreated, and spitted on. And they shall scourge him, and put him to death, and on the third day he shall rise again. And they understood none of these things, and this saying was hidden from them. Neither knew they the things which were spoken. And it came to pass that he was come nigh unto Jericho. A certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. And hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passes by. And he cries, saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And they would that which, which went before him rebuked him. That he should hold his peace. But he cried so much the more. The son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood and commanded him and he and brought unto him. And when he was come near, he asked him, saying, what, what, what will thou that I shall do unto thee? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Receive thy sight, thy faith has saved thee. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise unto God. As you can see, this is much like a parallel to uh, the very first story that was told about the the woman who was persistent. She never stopped coming to the judge, please avenge me. In this same way, this man, when he heard it was Jesus, he's crying out to him, have mercy on me, and the people are telling him to be quiet. But he says that he cried out all the more. He refused to give up, and that faith is what healed him. May we be like these people, seeking Christ, even when others around us are telling us to be quiet and to give up, and the world's saying, be quiet, give up, it's pointless, it's hopeless. May we be like this blind man saying, no, this is my only hope. What other hope do I have but Jesus? Shall I... Remain in this condition forever? And may we not be like the rich young ruler unwilling to part with this world. I'm telling you, that's a message for many of us. We may not realize it, but it is. What is your corruption? Again, it's a story of faith. I pray that you've been blessed by this work this morning. I pray that it's speaking to your heart and your soul and causing you to draw near to God. That is my prayer for you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting the podcast. Thanks for your prayers. That's all I have for you this morning. Peace and grace be with you all. And until next time, God bless.